0: Coming to you from Washington, D.C., covering the latest in sports and pop culture, this is the Knick-Knack Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Knick-Knack Podcast. Today is January 28th, 2020. I am your host, Nacobatia, and I'm joined by my co-host, Nick Ubal, for the first time in a very long time. We have a podcast again, Nick. How's it going?
1: Oh man, it's it's been it's been a long time, you, way too long. Do you remember um, what so,
0: our last episode was, or when it was? Hold on, let me think about that. It was. I'll, I'll, I'll was give it you, a year ago? I'll give you a few hints. It wasn't a year ago. No. It was less than a year. Uh, there was two very big events happening, or two two very DC events that were the main subject of our last podcast.
1: Bryce Harper leaving?
0: Close. You're very close. Uh, hmm. It involves the Nationals and it involves the Wizards, and it does involve Bryce
1: Harper. John Wall getting hurt because that happens every year.
0: No, it was after that.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. It was was our first podcast after Ernie Grunfeld was fired as GM of the Wizards, and Bryce Harper was making his return to Nats Park and hitting a colossal home run. Oh, a, I still hear in it, a Phillies round that
1: bat. So, so since that the Nationals have won the World Series, yes, I've gotten married and you've moved. Yeah. So a lot, a lot has happened.
0: We, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so we might need to redo our podcast intro because we are no longer completely coming live from Washington D.C. Um, yeah, now you got to
1: tell the weather for two two cities. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a cold day in Minneapolis. <laughs> But I was so so I got to ask you, man, what do you do in the winter,
0: man? Okay, look, I think I think when I told people I was moving to Minneapolis, everyone kind of imagined that I'm moving to an igloo. It is a major city. There are people that live here and (laughs) there are ways to get around town that do not involve walking outside in the cold. But by all accounts, though, global warming has also hit Minneapolis and the weather actually has not been that bad.
1: Relative
0: relative. I mean, well, relative to D.C. So, I mean, I do have a really thick jacket. I do have gloves. I do have a hat. I do have. I do have a face mask. That I wear, but I have been able to get around town without impediment. So there at least there's at least that going
1: on. So I have two questions for you. One, what is the most? I guess it's probably too early to say, but the thing you'd miss about DC the most. And then the second is Minnesota, a Twins, Vikings, or a Timberwol- Timberwolves town? From what you've seen thus far,
0: it's definitely it's definitely a Viking town. I'll, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. And it it is it has been great to be reunited with with our one true love Kirk Cousins, um, <laughs> in Minneapolis. Hey, I, I moved you caught, here. You caught that jersey. I, I moved here and he got a playoff win. So you tell I mean, me whether you got
1: Kirk and and Digs. You know is a diva. You, I actually you I
0: actually did order a Maryland Diggs jersey just so I have something to fit in with when I uh, there you go. when I when I go watch the Vikings. Um, <laughs> But the thing I missed the most about D.C., I mean, look, like the, the week I moved, it was, of course, that's the week that the Nationals were in the World Series, and I had to miss the parade for oh, yeah, team I team that, remember that. that yeah. I lived and died with for 162 games. But don't worry, I did act like an obnoxious asshole to all my new coworkers for the entire first week of, of my new job, which is what I moved here for, in case anyone was wondering, which I don't think they were. But that's why I moved here. So, I, you know, duty called, and I had to pick up from D.C. and move all the way out to Minneapolis. But you tell yeah. me, how is— how is married life? How's the missus? It's, uh,
1: it's, it's a process, it's an adjustment. But uh, in all honesty, man, it's been great. Wedding planning's a pin in the ass. I'm happy that's done with. Um, yeah, you just start your new life, man. It's fun, it's fun. A lot to look forward to, and it's a new journey, and learn new things every day. Um, but it's interesting, because now I can't like throw my stuff all around the floor. I <laughs> yeah. you know, do the things I, things I used to do my bachelor pad, so that's the that's good man. I have to limit my video game usage, so <laughs> I'm only playing one Madden game a day. Oh, just as one. Okay. To like five, yeah. Gotcha. as okay. opposed to, like five. Is this
0: trash talk? <laughs> trash talk to a minimum now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now I don't. I don't use a mic. I just like send them a little DM after and be like, "You suck." You yeah. Know? Okay. Yeah. You can't be. You can't be. can't be saying it out loud. Like, oh, real uh, quick. So, so yeah. many people reported me on Xbox Live that like I can't even send DMs anymore. Oh my god. <laughs> but I can receive them, which is frustrating because people will send me shit and I cannot go back to them. Okay. So so, yeah, Can't even
0: clap back anymore. Can't even clap back anymore. We uh, cut him him off right where it hurts.
1: Yeah, don't know if that's an accomplishment, but hey, I did it. Um, And then real (laughs) quick for all our listeners, I know we've been gone for a while. Um, We're hopefully back and we're going to be doing this more often. Um, Appreciate you sticking with us. A lot of life events happened the last couple of months, but um, we're back.
0: Sorry to all the people that kept emailing us some great blogs that we just didn't have time to edit um it's uh it's just it's been it's been a process and i mean i wish we were coming back under better better circumstances but we we had to we had to come back for this because i mean i don't know if you remember um back back on our very very first podcast episode
1: yeah it was i do remember
0: because kobe Bryant was retiring from
1: the nba and that's what that's what launched this whole thing and that's crazy it just came full circle can you believe that yeah like I, I remember that 60 point game we talked about that like what he meant i mean that's that's unbelievable It's giving me chills
0: it was i mean it was our first 50 or 60 episodes we kept the, we kept the mamba out there for god knows how long just coming off of that one game and yeah, yeah sunday on sunday just I don't even know what. Where were you when you found out? What? So, so yeah, the, it's a interesting story, right? P- so, away. I'm, I'm,
1: yeah. I'm. As an adult, you know, I love a sneaking a nap when I can. They're few and far between, but when I can, I, I sneak one in a little Sunday afternoon nap. Big, big guy. Early evening. So then, I have like you know the phone settings where like your favorites, like it'll ring on your favorites, but for no one else it doesn't ring or whatever. So, um, my sister called me once, and I'm like, okay, that's weird. That i was like i'm just gonna sleep through this and she called again and you know when someone calls back to back i'm like okay something, something something's yeah. wrong yeah so like she doesn't you know so i'm like okay like i don't know i got i got worked. i got up and then like notification after notification and you know you you I mean, we all have those people that text us immediately i'm like all right like this guy i don't know if i trust this guy like, all right whatever i see a tmz report i'm like all right like pump the brakes like hold on what's going on i'm like trying to process it seeing like seeing. Kobe's name and dead in the same sentence. It's I don't know if we'll ever see that and be like, oh yeah, accept that. So that's where I was, and then I mean I think all of America was just essentially on Twitter for the next seventy hours, sixty hours, whatever. Till now, I, I literally haven't left, and I want to leave, but I just keep reading it, hoping it's fake, but it's not. So th- that's where I was. How about you? I was
0: I was actually flying back from DC to Minneapolis, and I happened to be connecting. In Chicago, and I was in Ooh. line to get on my my flight from Chicago to Minneapolis, and I'm scrolling through Twitter, and I see the TMZ tweet, and I see Kobe's picture, I see dead, and the I mean it, it it is a news report. I shouldn't be surprised by this, but it's just it was just so plainly said there. Kobe Bryant dies in helicopter crash, and I immediately start searching Kobe Bryant's name on Twitter to see if anyone anyone else has reported anything like this what happened, like I'm feverishly refreshing everything. I'm like getting super impatient with how slow the line's moving because I want to I wanna get on the plane. I want uh, to go sit down and, and kinda of, like go through what's happening. I immediately start texting people saying like why is why is T M Z reporting this? And that I, I agree with you. This is the one time where I think everyone saw the headline and immediately the first thought was calling T M Z into question. I mean I, I know a lot of people don't trust them generally but this was the first time yeah. where everyone's like, "This, please right. like, this, this has to be fake. This ha- There's no way this is real. This is he's he's invincible. Kobe Bryant can't just be yeah. gone. We saw him last week, like literally doing right, right. doing what he does. And it's in this case, yeah. Like I have, I had, I wasn't able to be on Twitter for an hour because I was on a plane, and I I just didn't have. I just, I thought about buying Wi-Fi, but then I was like sitting there. I'm just like, he might he's actually gone. This is this is by then it had been confirmed for the most <laughs> part. And for the next hour, I'm just sitting in the dark, in like on the plane, like not able to like focus on anything I was watching or reading anything. I'm literally just sitting there like this guy's actually gone.
1: Yeah. That, so that feeling that you're talking about in the plane, I think we all were in that same boat and it's so hard to describe that feeling. I don't think I've ever had that before. And it's just, your mind doesn't know what to process. Like, it's just really happening. Like, wait, hold on. This guy was just at all these Lakers games. He's been around. He's been you know heavily like in the media, been around like doing great things. This guy cannot be gone. And, just as you kind of process that, it still doesn't process, um, and it, it's it's just like crazy to see that. And you know, what when it really sunk in with me is when Woj tweeted it, right? Because, like, as sports fans, Woj is the Bible, right? Woj doesn't give fake news. When he says something, it's legit. And when he said that, I was like, holy shit! This is the first time I've seen a Woj tweet and been disappointed. I usually it's like great news, like, oh, oh shit, this trade happened. But it's like, no he's actually gone and it's crazy right so on on the on the topic of reporting right there's been a lot of like, like disasters of reporting like rick fox was looped into the helicopter did you hear that
0: yes i did yeah
1: and then apparently all the daughters were on it at one point and then eventually anyone with like a, a verified check on twitter was a reporter and i think that's when you really see you really saw the positives and the negatives of twitter really showcase within the last couple of days
0: oh, definitely for sure i mean i think I'm actually pretty impressed with overall how people have kind of handled themselves on Twitter because going back to I mean Kobe has a pretty checkered past even though we we equate him with greatness at least the people for the most part who you know they're out there you know they're lurking they're going to they're going to come out soon that are going to bring up that part of his past and use yep. that as a negative are coming but related specifically to media I mean Without giving too much too much away, I I am in a, a working in a related field now, and it has been a point of debate over the last two days about what the media's role is in a in a situation yeah. like that. If you're a TMZ and your business is built on breaking news about celebrities, and you're able to find out that this guy who arguably is one of the top ten most recognizable people in the country. Has tragically passed away and you have this information, is it your responsibility to break that to the public or are you supposed to wait and hope that no one else beats you to it? And, I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing. I can get why people would be kind of upset with that, kind of, that point of the whole thing. That I think, I think the people that got ahead of themselves and started looping in Rick Fox and looping in all the dyers and kind of were speculating wildly in public are wrong. I mean, I, if you're gonna talk about if you're gonna talk about the initial report where TMZ reported that that Kobe Bryant is dead, I think the breach of trust was in whoever gave them the tip, not in TMZ actually reporting it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and on uh, uh, to piggyback off that, like imagine like Rick Fox's family, like his mom, his his wife, like reading the tweet and be like, holy shit, his husband dead. Like it, it has yeah. so many like like you know, it could affect so many people in so many negative ways, and all it takes is one tweet from a verified account. Um, but you know. TMZ was their first. Thing. Could you imagine if TMZ like had that wrong? Like TMZ would have burned they don't they're not that credible as is, but that would have just like if, if they falsely reported that, I could imagine a backlash.
0: In LA yeah. too. It's 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 an it's an institution out there. They they, they had they're as much of a fabric of the entertainment in that town as any other actor or any athlete is. And if they had gotten it wrong, and for a second for a second the traffic to their site got so great that everyone kinda of thought that Oh, okay, no, this is it's fine because it got it got posted by accident. Now they've it, taken it down, but really, it was just the, the, the mass amount of traffic to their website was just too much for them to handle. And for those 10 seconds, actually, everyone kind of thought they thought that there was like some relief inside that he might not actually be gone. And yeah, yeah tragically, he was.
1: So, so you brought up the rape case, and I won't talk about it too much. One one parallel I'll draw is with Michael Jackson, right? Because Michael Jackson, he had one side of him was just like a phenom, like an absolute music legend. The other side was obviously, you know, the, the child abuse and kind of the, whatever you call it per se. So when he died, like it's like which which of these do we celebrate? And you know, for me, I think you celebrate you celebrate it all because in everyone's in everyone's life, you have your ups and downs, and you you take whatever you want to focus on, you focus on it. Um, and it's very really similar with Michael Jackson because he had so many highs, but he had some lows. I mean, he was with with uh, Kobe, not necessarily like the rape stuff, but the fact that he doesn't pass the ball or the fact that some teammates may didn't like to play with him. Like, I think you have to look at all of that. Like, yeah, let's celebrate the 81-point game. Let's celebrate when he went to the, the line with a ruptured Achilles. All those things are great, but let, let's let call a spade a spade and celebrate him as his whole career because everything was phenomenal. And, you know, we can go on and on about it. But that's really how I feel about, you know, his career.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, like, two days later, I mean, there's nothing that – we can really add that you haven't heard from the Zach Lowes and the Rachel Nichols and the Ramon Shelbournes of the world. They've all had some great stories over the last couple of days about about Kobe and like the big picture of who he was as a person. And the only thing that that I can I can probably add here is even on this podcast. I mean, I I know, I know that you you love Kobe. I've been critical of him at times, even going back to his like last couple of seasons, and I've blasted these farewell tours and the way that like the entire country perceives certain athletes. But I mean, this, I, the last two days I've like actually been reflecting a lot on what I've said in those cases con- concerning yeah. Kobe Bryant and even David Ortiz, who almost lost his life last year too. Since the last time we recorded a podcast, I know those are the two, two examples of why are we giving a farewell tour? who like, I mean, not everyone really yeah. cares about this. We, yeah. No, I, 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 I did that. I did that thinking that Kobe Bryant is going to be around attending all star games being in the media, being at being at NBA games for the next 20, 40, 50 years. And now all of a sudden when we were just about to find out what he's going to do next, he's just it's it's done. And now I now I'm now I'm left kind of sitting here wondering how I've how I've thought about things like this in the past. And I am I'm I'm admitting I was wrong here. Go sell yeah. go and- celebrate your heroes, do what you have to do cuz I mean yeah, they can be gone literally any a second. You might not know how much time you have with them.
1: Yeah. And and I'm happy you brought up the, the farewell tour because I think Kobe's last year, it was almost, we watched him and it was like, it's just a great figure. And he wasn't, at, he wasn't, he didn't have it, but we were still celebrating him. And like the last 60 point game, I mean, we don't want to say it, but the Jazz allowed him to score 60, right? But this is why we do farewell tours. Like Dwayne Wade had one too. And he had a jersey swap for every game. But you realize why like players were lined up to do it because he meant so much for all of them. So now I've I have a newfound appreciation for for these farewell tours. Um, you know these greats like Dirk, all these people that have left. And then to your point about like legends, like Kobe's gone. But think about it, like Dr. Dre or um, Bill Russell, all these people are still around. They played a long time ago. They're still around. They're still around the NBA circle. Kobe's gone. Like I can't think of an NBA great who who who's really gone besides like Will. Most of most of like the last like, best NBA athletes in the last 20 to 40 years are still around. They're still in the NBA circle. He's He's gone. Like, it's, I just can't fathom that. And we can talk about, like, what his career was after the NBA, but that's what hurts the most, right? Because he wasn't wired like the normal normal person. He wasn't going to do commentary. He wasn't going to be a coach. You know, he, he had bigger aspirations to his next challenge.
0: It's uh, and, and, yeah, going back to how he was wired, I mean, the debate – the day that the day that he passed was whether or not they should be playing games that night, and that's another thing that I, after some reflection, I, I completely changed my opinion on because at first I was thinking like, yeah, well, like they should play the games, like go out there because he would, he would be out there wanting to like wanting to play through this, and he would he would probably be playing with some sort of anger, or some sort of some sort of drive, and then slowly I started to realize that's what made him so different these guys aren't wired the way he was and, and I don't think anybody ever will be. And yeah, to ask them to go out there and play a a basketball game that night when Kobe passed and, and all these, that all these kids looked up to when they were, when they were coming up and when they joined the league, it's yeah, it was, it was, it was an impossible ask to ask them to go out there and play basketball when they lost their hero in this case.
1: Yeah. And like, you know, one thing I want to talk about is like the world, like literally stood still since Sunday. And I think it's so still And, Like you and I grew up in the same, same era, right? He was our guy. Like we've grown up with him. He was our Jordan. We saw him through his whole career from start to finish. It's weird. Like as sports fans, we just developed this connection with these athletes, but we've never met them before. Right. We feel, feel like we're so heavily invested. We spent so many hours watching games or hearing them talk in press conferences, but we've never met them, but we feel that connection with them. And I think this is really when you felt how strong that connection was, seeing the outpour of respect, um, whether you're a LeBron fan or Kobe fan, it doesn't matter. I'm um, a fan of basketball. You, you appreciate what Kobe did, but it's crazy how someone can mean so much to all of us. even though we've never met him in our lives.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, just like one last, one last thing that I, I, I kind of wrote down the last couple of days is like, there was like all these, like he had so many different phases of his career that we've just taken for granted or for, or forgotten. Like, I think it, I, there was, there was a clip going around yesterday of Dwayne Wade talking about when he broke Kobe's nose and, he called Kobe to kind of apologize and Kobe was like, I love it. I just don't worry about it, man. I like, I love it. And then that, that brought up, brought on the whole mass Kobe wave that we had for a solid, like couple of weeks that where he just went bananas, wearing that, wearing that black mask or the clear mask, whatever, whichever one it was. And then the, another thing that, that I remember about Kobe was when all the, all the young players in the NBA got, got obsessed with tweeting at him and asking him for a challenge. And he was, he was giving it to them and, it just that just kind of just goes to like that's the one thing I'm gonna remember about the respect that the yeah. younger guys had had for him. It was like they they wanted him to they wanted him to challenge him, and that's just so they could maybe come close to touching the drive that he had to be the best player in the, in the NBA or best player of all time.
1: Yeah, he I mean he he was never satisfied. He was loyal. Um, his drive can be applicable in any field, whether you're a basketball player or not. Um, and what's crazy we talked about is. It, from Giannis to Kyrie to KD to LeBron every great really either was huge fan of a mod of their game after him um, which is, speaks volumes to him and I mean he, he was the closest thing to Jordan that we've seen and you know as you know we have a sports podcast we, we have to do discussions of who's the goat right almost like beating a dead horse like it's a, who's the goat who's the best um, and you know it, it is a reality check for us too right because we love having these conversations but you know <laughs> There's more to life. They're all great. They're all great in their own way. Who cares who had one more ring? um We try to belittle people by saying, you know, this guy had more points than you this season. um Just enjoy the people and we can watch them. And, you know, this is why, like, even before this, I was getting really sad about, like, LeBron, like, wrapping up his career. Cause, like, for me, LeBron is probably, like, my favorite non DC sports athlete. And to know that his career is coming to an end. Um, just appreciate everything you see right now because you know, he's not going to be there forever. And we, we, assume these players are going to be there forever. Um, but you know, let's, let's, I don't know. I want to turn this a little bit more positive. If, if we've gotten all the negative stuff out, I wanted to talk about some Kobe's positives. If that's okay with you.
0: Oh yeah, of course.
1: Yeah. Let's, I mean, at the end of the day, um, phenomenal athlete, I think the first player to go to college out of high school um, lived up to go all right. the hype. Go to the, the NBA. Talking. Go to the NBA. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, First yeah. guard, right? First guard, first guard. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you, Knuckle, when you think about Kobe, what do you think about number eight or number twenty-four?
0: I I think I, I got to go with number eight. It's, I think that the guy that we saw before, um, like during during the Shaq era, right immediately afterwards, up until when did when did he change it? Did he change it before or after he teamed up with Powell?
1: Uh, it was like right around then, right, I mean, around right, right before like the start of it.
0: I think, I think I still, I still think of the number eight um, Kobe from the early two thousands. That was the Afro Kobe, yeah, Afro Kobe, ready to, ready to shoot a fade Crazy away from, dunks yeah. from everywhere. Yeah. Like going under, going, driving the baseline, throwing, like going under the hoop and throwing it down. That that's the Kobe that, that I equate. But I think, I mean, I think you're, you're hitting on something here where, yeah, it's two different guys. It's, I, I that the Kobe the Kobe that wore number eight is the one that I will most likely equate him for 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 a longer time longer period of time but I'll still remember the guy who was twenty four took the team put the team took over the team on his own after Shaq left yeah with with pal Powell, with pal's help but I think I think I'd, yeah. probably, I'd rather I think I'd go with the number eight
1: so yeah I mean it's probably an impossible question to answer and like he was phenomenal wearing both numbers for me it's twenty four because I think he was always living under the shadow like. Shaq won those MVPs. Those three years that Kobe won his championship, Shaq won those MVPs. Shaq is Shaq's team. When he left and then he was able to win with with Powell and Lamar Odom and whoever's Kron Butler or D. Fish, that, that was like, okay, you're a great two. You can lead a team. Um, because before it was like, you know. And then I think that's when he developed that, like, I think he had a little psycho in him, but he became a killer. Like He was like, I'm going to do this myself. doesn't matter if you're going to double or triple team me. Um, I'm going to do this, um, which you know, all both both obviously should be retired and um, framed around the league. Um, do you think you think no, you, should, you
0: think you think every team
1: should retire eight twenty four? I don't. I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but then I'm like, I don't know. Like, are you going to retire twenty three when Jordan dies? Knock on wood, but like, I don't know. I, it's a nice gesture for me. I'm not big on like the logo change and that stuff too either. I I just think that we can respect them in a different way, right? What are your thoughts?
0: No, I I, I think I agree. I'm um, generally like if I mean for the Lakers, yeah, you, you retired in 24, he was your guy. I mean, I, I guess this goes right back to where where I was before with all these farewell tours and stuff. Like, where to what extent are we immortalizing, immortalizing certain players or, or celebrating their careers? And I think that in this case, if you weren't going to do it when he retired, I, I don't I don't think doing it right now makes much sense um, just strictly yeah. speaking on on that term like not to take anything away from it but if, if you didn't feel that way when he when he when he left the game the first time and you weren't planning on doing it in the future and you didn't feel that way then this shouldn't be what kind of drove you to it
1: yeah sure. hey knuckle I want to list some interesting Kobe facts um you may know some you may not know some so his name. Is named after the Japanese meat Kobe. Did you know that?
0: It's actually named after that.
1: Yeah, it was like actually. Why is that named Kobe?
0: I I okay. Hold on. Where where are you reading this?
1: Sportytel.com. So, okay.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and call this one into question. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna a do, a little, do a little bit of Sporty <laughs> .net Is this is this where you is this where you found the meme that that, 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 that he exited the game in 4.1 seconds? <laughs> Conspiracy days I think all I think, I think you could, I, Oh my god. Okay, so this is this is the single most worst thing and you can you can find all these on at Nicknack Pod on Instagram. The <laughs> exactly. the amount the amount of stretching that people are are doing to find some kind of symmetry in the universe between random stats <laughs> and i think the other night i saw that it was devin booker and trey yeah, trey, trey young and trey devin young and shot 24 like, times. 24
1: 81 yeah. i was
0: like guys can we i mean i i get that the meme economy is is stronger than ever but can we can we just <laughs> can we just relax here like it's yeah. it's it's uh yeah it's just... It's just the, this is probably the single worst thing that's like, that's coming out of this right now, I'm, I, and I'm I'm glad that it's this and not so, not the not the so Twitter Twitterati going off. But
1: let, let, let me read the sentence. So he was named Kobe after the Japanese beef known for its tenderness and marble texture. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, could be BS. All right. Well, well the next fact, fact, quote unquote. Um, his middle name Bean is not on any official document. I actually believe it's the one, and his dad's name was Jelly Bean. That was his nickname. That's why people call him Colby Bean Bryant. Um, I guess it's not official middle name. No. So I mean, I, yeah. I, that that sounds relatively reasonable.
0: That 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 was another thing that I saw where you could tell who like the actual basketball fans were because the ones who were saying Bean, yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, no one, you know no sure. one ever really. No, I was. I think I feel the opposite. If you're throwing that into a tweet, then I was like, you're you're either tra- oh, yeah. you're you're either trying to flex on something that no one ever actually used, or yeah. you didn't actually watch basketball at all, and you and you just, you're kind of riding the wave. I don't know. I mean, major,
1: majority of people were like, they're like, like under 15s, so and they probably haven't seen. They probably saw Kobe's last game. Um, okay, this is a legitimate fact because I saw a photo. Kobe in high school went to prom with Brandy, the famous R and B singer.
0: I actually you knew that. right? I actually didn't know about this one. That's.
1: Which is pretty crazy. He literally brought her to high school, so he was a phenom in high school. And she's like, "I'm gonna go to prom with him." That was pretty epic. I
0: know for sure, for um, sure it is. I mean, he he was he was 17 years old when when he first popped on the radar. So we we talk about we talk about the way LeBron's rise was. Kobe was a, Kobe and Garnett were the original two that that we kind of that everyone kind of followed from when they were not even old enough to vote to to making it to the NBA.
1: So my next fact. Knuckle, do you know how Kobe and Vanessa Bryant met? I do not. So did you know Kobe used to have a rap career? I
0: I, I vaguely remember this, but I don't... I'm... Okay,
1: uh, he, he wasn't successful, but he used to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, So he went to a rap studio, and Vanessa Bryant, or this, Vanessa whatever her last name is, was a back, background dancer. Um, so they met at the studio, and the rest is history. So basically, his draft career led him to his wife. Um, yeah, and yeah, that makes sense because I'm, I'm, sure, actually... I'm
0: sure he'll I'm sure he'll say that it was worth it then. Yeah, I he'll, guess so. Kobe, Kobe's, uh, Kobe's one failure led him to led him to meet his wife. So he, yeah. even when even exactly. when even when he fails, he's the, uh, he's winning. The
1: one thing that he failed at in his whole life. Um, and then last but not least, um, so you know he was drafted by the Hornets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he was traded for Vlad Divac, which I didn't know that, which was just interesting. Um, I don't know why that's interesting this is interesting, and then number two, I was reading about it. He really pulled an Eli Manning. You know, like Manning got, was going to get drafted by the Chargers, but wanted to go to New York. Yep. Um, that's exactly what essentially Kobe did, and I, I, I think I heard about that, but I really read about it. He actually like pulled a lot of strings. Was like, I'm not going to play for the, the Hornets or whatever. I really want to play for LA. Like, make this happen, or basically like putting them at an ultimatum, um, which is crazy. So, so he he got his wishes as being a Laker.
0: a little a little background there. I mean, yeah, it it's definitely it's definitely very similar to the Eli the Eli situation. It was like back in like the the context of the NBA was that the this was back when agents agents were king and Arn Tellem was, mm-hmm. was the king of them all and he was the, he he knew that what he had and Kobe Bryant and yeah, while Kobe definitely did want to go play for the Lakers and he had that as one of his goals that he wants to be the greatest Laker of all time, Arn Tellem was able to basically convince twelve teams not to not to take him over fear of, of, over that he would just go to Italy and play or, or he would go to college or he would go do something else. Um, in, in this case, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of funny because Kobe named his fund in the future, some, something related to 12, I got pull full exact name, but he named it after the 12 teams that passed, him, passed on him in the draft. So he, he was legitimately mad that these 12 teams passed on him, but it was mostly his own doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's completely spot on. Um, I think I have one more thing about Kobe. Then I don't know if anything else to talk about, but I'll leave I'll leave you with a quote that he had, and I thought it really summarizes his career. So Kobe said, "Friends hang out sometimes, but banners hang out forever," um, and that really that quote right there really kind of summarizes his career for me. Um, I remember Allen Iverson. I think yesterday said. Like I think they were they they played against each other like early on in their career, and AI was like they're uh, in LA I think and AI was like oh what are you doing tonight like I'm I'm gonna hit the club with like some some like my like, teammates like come through, and was like um, no I'm I'm going to gym I got practice at like one a.m. and then like also four a.m. and like that was early in his career when he was like maybe second and third year and it was just crazy to see that like that's that was his mindset from early on it didn't come like in his fifth or seventh year he he kept that from an early stage till I guess weird to say this till last Sunday um, and for me that's how I remember Kobe and um, honestly I, mean, I hope I can keep that mentality but when I'm a little, little tired I think about Kobe I'm like you know suck it up this guy this guy literally gave his ounce to everything and and like I think you said this earlier Knuckle like when 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 it crashed when the plane crashed the, the helicopter you, you figure like it's Kobe to find a way to survive and basically like the most I guess like the person who was like indestructible was found to be human after all. And you know, I think mean, that's the saddest part for all of us. So that's all I have to say. I had to end on a summer note. Um, rest in peace, Toby. Uh
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to just quickly build on, build on that quote. Cause he, he did have one later. That's, I think it's pretty, pretty related to that. Um, he talked about, someone asked him about kind of working with his younger teammates and when, what they do in, in cities when like he's getting up to go to the gym at five in the morning, they're trying to keep up. They're trying to they're trying to do all these things. They're trying while they're also trying to be like they're young. They're in the NBA. They want to go out. And Kobe had a Kobe had. A, I'm I'm gonna misquote it here probably in a million ways, but he used to say that like yeah you want you want to go out tonight that's fine I'll let's do it I'll come with you we'll we'll go out we'll have a good time but when I walk into the gym at six a.m. tomorrow morning or five a.m. you you should, you better be there with me if you if you want to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's almost impossible to try to live by those words. I mean, I know we, tr- I know we try to push ourselves in a million different ways, we run on no sleep, do whatever for work, but right. just the way that the way, the way that he did it was it's superhuman. And honestly, like you can try to replicate it, but you, you won't be able to. It's,
1: it's yeah. And, and like, just, I mean, let's we'll touch on it. Everyone knows is it. like, he's more, it's trilingual at the least. He, he wanna. An Oscar, right? He learned. Then, he learned Slovenian
0: he, just so he could trash dog Luka Doncic from the sideline in a game that yeah, was wasn't like, how how he wasn't even playing in.
1: Know that? <laughs> yeah, that's like unbelievable. And then he he has this new like VC fund. Like that, that was the craziest part. He's like he was only forty one. What else was he going to do next? Um, but yeah, you know, what if we're not? You know, I the, the day, I mean, I think like, We're all guilty of this. We need to just tell everyone around us that we love them. And over petty stuff, I like, don't don't take that stuff home and sleep. Get over it. Life's too short for that. Like for I said, no, us, man, but, I, I love you,
0: man. Just gonna, yeah,
1: just gonna say it right now. All for sure, and we we love all you listening. Um, life's too short for that petty shit. Get over it. You know, we're all we're all human, and tomorrow's not promised.
0: But don't don't, um, don't forget, you can you can trash talk Nick on on two K and Madden all you want, and yeah, or you won't, or, or you won't be able to <laughs>
1: I'll, Yeah, i respond to IG though. And then one thing. So this is probably a good segue, Knuckle. This is Super Bowl week. And we're no one's talking about the Super Bowl. Yeah. And this is probably the first time in history that no one's ever talked about the Super Bowl. We have a phenomenal matchup of two like indestructible, amazing teams. I have no idea who's gonna win. I legit I'm gonna probably decide before I kickoff. Both teams, I can see either case. Both teams are extremely dominant. Should we should we jump into that?
0: Yeah, I mean let's 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 go straight there. I mean if we want if we wanna kind of bridge the gap here a little bit, there there is like a little bit of a media tie in here. For how how do you treat how do you treat this if you're if you're if you're if you're advertising the Super Bowl you have meet, you have some plans being put together for for this week you're ESPN and and you're trying to promote you're trying to promote your coverage for this game but you know you know what you kind of have to talk about here how do you put yourself into that mode going into this game there's gonna be definitely some tributes planned there's gonna be a lot going on and. It's, I think it's just been a weird season for the NFL. I don't know if it's just the lens that I've been looking at it through, but I, there's something there's something that's just been different about the way that we're kind of processing this this season. And maybe maybe it's just because I, I'm getting older and I'm starting to look at sports in a different way, and it, I mean, that's why I'm not kind of in that same mode that I used to be with football. But how, how have you felt about the season so far, leading up to this Super Bowl?
1: I mean, let's see, like. I think I think this season was interesting that, like, there wasn't, like, one or two, like, critically dominant teams. Like, we went to the playoffs. Like, I, I in my head, I was like, there are literally six teams in the NFC that could make, make the Super Bowl. That's not always the case. Um, we have obviously had, like, Patriots favorites in the past, uh, a few other teams. So, for me, that was probably the major change. I didn't really notice much of any other difference, really, um, from the NFL. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe could it be the influence of gambling? I'm not I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, and speaking speaking of gambling, I'll just lay out the lines for the Super Bowl right now. Kansas City is a one and a half point favorite. The over Ooh, under is and set and set at fifty four and a half. Um Wow. So with the with the playoffs kind of breaking this way, I, I am glad that this is the matchup. I think this is probably one probably might be the best matchup that we could have hoped for. Um, Entertainment wise, coming into the, coming into this playoffs, so for maybe maybe if the Ravens got here. I, the Titans had a nice run. It was fun. It was fun to watch them for two three weeks. I I didn't want them coming anywhere anywhere near this game.
1: <laughs> you want Ryan Tannehill in the Super
0: Bowl? No, I didn't. I didn't want Ryan Tannehill and and thirty five rushes for for Derrick Henry <laughs> against against the Chiefs defense or again. Sorry, against against the Niners the Niners defense. It would it would just have been kind of a drag him out kind of game, and I yeah, that's just yeah, not yeah, what yeah. I, that's just not what I want in the Super Bowl. Especially a Super Bowl like this, um, I—it's two old school franchises in the 100th anniversary of the NFL. It's—it's it's kind. Of, I think this is. I think this is the right move. My, Patrick Mahomes is might sure already time. be the best quarterback that that I think either of us have watched in our lifetime, just in terms of raw talent. And I think this. Yeah, is So on that. On that real, quick, on, on that real quick. Yeah.
1: Go for it. Patrick Mahomes, right? Like I, I think. It's safe to say you and I thought Aaron Rodgers was, like, his arm talent was, like, I was, like, I don't know if I'll see a better guy, like, in Aaron Rodgers just slinging the ball. And then I saw Patrick Mahomes. I was, like, holy shit. There's actually something better than him. For me, that's, I was, like, holy shit. Like, not A-Rod's the best player, but just, like, natural fling, right? Like, we're not talking about, like, Brady, Manning. We're just talking about, like, yo, who can make the most insane throws? And then. Mahomes was a culture.
0: Like, yeah, like Rogers just kind of flicking his wrist at like weird arm angles, and it's just yeah, floating right. perfectly like over the drop, defender, dropping, dropping, and yeah. It's in terms of that, it, it's got to be, it's got to be those two in terms of like just just straight raw talent throwing the ball. I mean, I mean you can talk about Brady, Manning, and and Breeze's, like le- like leadership and the intangibles yeah, yeah. that they bring to the table. Just pure arm talent, so, got to yeah, be those two. And Mahomes, the 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 thought of him playing at this or close to this level for another fifteen <sighs> years is yeah. just ridiculous to think about.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, just think about think about the coaches here, right? So on one hand, you have Andy Reid, who's like, never won the big game. So obviously a lot of pressure on him. On the other hand, you have Kyle Shanahan, who's mostly known for that Atlanta Falcons kind of debacle against the Patriots, blowing that lead. So w- w- one of them has to give, right? So that's an interesting dynamic that, you know, there's pressure on both these. Who who you say has the most pressure from a coach perspective?
0: coach perspective i think it's got to be andy reed here it's he he's probably on the edge of the hall of fame right now i think a lot of people would argue that he he belongs excuse me yeah he belongs in there um because of going to the fc championship game as many years in a row as he did going to one super bowl is not it's not easy to do and he was able to do it And he's con- consistently turned in 10 <laughs> to 12 win teams in this case and it's in terms of in terms of that, I think it, I think it has to be him. Kyle Shanahan is is still on his first job as a head coach. I'll argue that I'll argue till the day I die that he should have been the head, if his last name wasn't Shanahan, he would have been the Redskins head coach after Mike Shanahan was let go. Yeah. But it, in this case, he had to wait a little bit, and it, it worked out for him. And just and even just think back to the preseason of this year. Do you remember what it was like for the 49ers, What the storyline was around them?
1: Not really. Jimmy Garoppolo is well, coming
0: off his torn ACL. Yeah, ACL, he looks right. like a mess in the preseason. They, they won four games last year, I think. Yeah, and it's crazy. he missed he missing, misses most of the season. Comes back this year, he's looking absolutely terrible in the preseason. Everyone is already talking about whether John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are going to make it through the year, and now they're one win away from from winning the Super Bowl. That's amazing turnaround and amazing by Shanahan realizing that he might need some time to get his quarterback back into, back into game shape mentally. and for them to, for him to do that with the team that they have is like props to him, but the more pressure is definitely on Reed here.
1: So yeah, on that note, um, you talked brought up the quarterback. Um, obviously, we know him from smashing a porn star um but obviously uh, that's gra- what, gra- uh, that's that's what we all know before right? yeah i mean really like if i yelled jimmy garoppolo you're probably like good looking tom brady point star I, those are the three things that come to my uh, mind, mind right? um <laughs> well, so on that note so, so this is his argument we do this with alex Smith, the rex grossman is he a game manager and you, you see the rest of his team is really good where do you stand in this debate because I, I go back and forth like a one time, I mean, he, he like threw the ball like eight game, eight, eight, eight times last game. But I've seen flashes of him where I'm like, I don't know if he's a game manager, and I don't even know if being a game manager is bad. I think a quarterback should be a game manager. Remember, where do you land on that kind of debate?
0: I mean, I, I think he's. I think if, if you're going to put him on that on that spectrum, I think he does lean a little bit more towards game manager. But I don't think it's a it's a bad thing. In this case, mm-hmm. it's like it's like Kyle Shannon said. They asked him like, why'd you run the ball so much, and he said, yeah, because it was because it was working. So. Like, yeah. Like, why, why? Tevin Coleman is at, is turning in a prime Adrian Peterson in a playoff game. Why would you? Why would you go away from him if if it's if yeah. they're literally unable to stop him on that on that side of the field? So I mean, in this case, yeah. I mean, I, I Garoppolo's fourth quarter stats this year will probably point to the fact that he's that he's able to turn it on when he needs to. But if you don't need to if you don't need to try it, then why? Then kind of why would you? And if you're Kyle Shanahan and you're from that, I mean, the Shanahan coaching tree, you. you you're able to run the ball. That's a, that's a hallmark of your offense. And he's been able to design some pretty good offenses around being able to run the ball. So I, if, you're, if you have Garoppolo and he's, he, can, he can throw it eight times and you, and you win the game handily, then, like, why not?
1: It's crazy, right? Like, the Niners, like, when I look at them on paper, no one really scares me besides Kittle. But then when you see them play, like, their speed is off the charts. I've never seen, like, at this level, I don't feel the same way, like, in the NFL, like, that level of, like, speed difference. Usually everyone's really fast. But, like, for the Niners, like I feel like every, like, Breda or Mostert or Coleman or Debo Samuel or even Emmanuel Sanders. Like, all those guys are just, like – and we're, we're not even talking about the Chiefs. The Chiefs are, like, track athletes. There's so much speed in this game.
0: Oh, for sure. And so I think I think this is a good time as any to kind of go into uh, some of the prop bets for Super Bowl. We like, we like doing this every year. And uh, so we, you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. Like Kyle Shanahan's known for for that debacle and by Atlanta in the Super Bowl, they blow that twenty eight to three lead. So I have a prop, I have a prop bet for you. This is a good one to lead it off with. How many times will the Patriots twenty eight to three comeback be mentioned? The over under is set at point oh five.
1: Point oh five, so one will win it. One so one will win it. Oh yeah, I think I was thinking like this Atlanta at, like two point five. So yeah, I'm gonna pound it over, man. I don't. I don't know how you mention Kyle Shanahan without mentioning that. I def-
0: I definitely agree with you, and I think you're really going to like the odds on this one. It's minus one fifty for yes. What?
1: That's crazy. Yeah. So I think that we have. We need- I, I'm shocked that you might need to pound that. You might need to fly to Vegas.
0: Right. Right off the. Okay. So right off the bat, let's let's flag that one. I think we. It might potentially be our favorite. I do have one big one. Marked down for later. Um, that actually looks pretty nice, but I will, uh, I'll save that one for, for further on. So uh, we, we talk about a lot of social media here. Uh, we're a little obsessed with it. And, uh, so how many TikToks will Patrick Mahomes' brother make on February 2nd? The over-under for this one is set at five and a half. And now I don't, are you actually on TikTok yet,
1: Dick? No. What am I going What did you even post on Nicknack? Like, I mean, not Nicknack. On Nick-nack. That's a that's a little uh, that's a, a little marketing plug. Hit us, yeah. Hit us, hit us <laughs> up TikTok. We
0: can do some. We can do a pretty good product tie-in. Um, that's, a, that's a good thing, <laughs> Nicknack and TikTok. Yeah. All right, we can work that out. We should probably we should probably claim that handle before one of our four listeners
1: takes it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Copyrighted. Click. Um, um, no, I don't have a TikTok, but I gotta say some of the some of the videos are amusing, but. My thing is, like, if if it's if it's gonna go viral on TikTok, I'm gonna see it on Twitter or Instagram anyway. So
0: yeah, it's a good, it's a good it. filter process. I mean, well, yeah. the, the thing with TikTok, I mean, I, my I'm not I'm not gonna claim to be an expert on this by in, by any means. Uh, it's apparently the the algorithm pushes the the videos you like toward the top, but that's just any other social platform. It, it floats over to Twitter anyway. That's that's probably where we'll see it. But Patrick Mahomes' brother is a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of a celebrity himself for probably the wrong the wrong reasons. You think, like in in the sense where um, some of these some of these athletes they have family members that, that become famous, like the Gronk, like Gronk siblings come to mind. They're a little bit similar. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is like this this gifted quarterback got the world the world at his fingertips, and then comes along his brother, who's literally known for making a fool of himself on a teenage social media platform on a weekly basis.
1: <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I, I, did, I did come across that.
0: Yeah, in terms, of, in terms of usage, I don't know if 5.5 is a lot of TikToks for a day or not a lot of TikToks for a day. I, I mean, I think that if you're him, you're probably going to be trying to be as active as possible that day because, I mean, your, your brother's starting in the Super Bowl and probably going to make you, make you a lot of money in the process.
1: Yeah, it's all about cloud. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, think, I think he'll, yeah. I, I, I can't say over or under. I'm going to say, like, push if possible. <laughs> yeah, I would say if you if you if you're just
0: trying to chase the juice here, the, the under five and a half is plus one twenty. So I mean that I I, I it. if I had to throw something down, I would probably throw it on that. But honestly, I I I have no idea. In this case, one um, one I, I thought was interesting, and it goes back to what you were saying about speed. Who will be the first team penalized for pass interference in this game? The 49ers are minus one thirty five, and the Chiefs are minus one hundred five. And uh, let me remind you that the two starting cornerbacks for the Kansas City Chiefs are our old friends Pashad Breeland and Kendall Fuller.
1: Breeland's balling too, man. um I'm gonna go with the Niners because I, I think I think one of those Tyreek Hill or Hardman or Sammy Watkins will get behind one of these people, and then they're gonna have to pull on them. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. But I don't know. I mean, there's so much speed on both sides of the ball. That's a hard bet. Definitely a stay away from me. Yeah. How about you? No, I think I think I
0: agree. If I were to lean one way or the other, I think I think that the the note I had written down for why I would pick the Niners is the cheese speed. I think at some point you're potentially going to have Hardman or Tyree Kill kind of open running downfield, and maybe maybe I mean those two guys they might not even be able to be close enough to get your hands on them to pull them back. But uh, I right. it, it, in this case, I'm I'm going to go with the Niners probably drawing it first if I had to pick one. And okay, so those those bets are at least slightly normal. Let's uh let's let's get to some of the wilder ones. Will Andy Reid coach the Super Bowl in a Hawaiian shirt?
1: Oh no way. Yes is
0: plus like... fourteen hundred.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's I mean I would love to see that, but um yeah, I man, that's a no from me, dog.
0: Here's uh okay, so here's the here's the cases for yeah, just throwing a little bit on yes. So four plus fourteen hundred, you're talking about fourteen to one on your bet. So it's 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 a huge payout, it's a huge risk. Second up. It is it is Miami, which is not Hawaii, obviously, but in this case, it is a warm weather climate. It is a historic Super Bowl played outdoors, not played in a dome at like another like any other Super Bowl. Three. Andy Reid loves having fun and he loves Hawaiian shirts. I think that there is a chance that you could see some sort of merchandising opportunity there with, especially with the existence of this prop bet, that the chiefs find a way to get him out there in a Hawaiian shirt for this game. And that he uses it as a way to fire up his players. I, I, I'm i not saying it's a good chance. I'm just saying that it's a non-zero chance.
1: That, yeah. And that, that would probably be a motivational factor. You come out there and see your coach right there. You're like, well, let's fucking do this. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm probably too scared of my money to do it, but I think there's a world where it happens. Um, very bold, though, for someone who's never won a Super Bowl.
0: So, okay, so this is interesting. This next one I thought was even wilder than the Hawaiian shirt one, and there's been line movement on it since I I wrote it down for this podcast, which is kind of interesting to me. Will Andy Reid eat a cheeseburger before the end of the Super Bowl broadcast? Have you ever seen Andy Reid do this?
1: Um, well, he did it after the with the AFC Championship game, right? He did it afterwards. I, I didn't. I, I did I thought so. I think someone asked him like, "Oh, what'd you do to celebrate?" And he was like, "I ate a cheeseburger and I passed out or something." So that's probably the origin of the question.
0: Ah, okay. See that that makes yeah. a little bit more sense. Okay, so okay. Now but that I'm reading I didn't in. see
1: him do it. it. It was like a it was like a quote. So
0: so. When I wrote this down initially, the line was at plus fourteen hundred. It has since moved to plus twelve hundred in the oh, well, one hour that we have been on this on this podcast so far fifty minutes it's hmm. so th- someone knows something here that they're not telling me, so cases for yes, it's a twelve to one payout Now that you've mentioned this article where he said he would celebrate with a cheeseburger, there is definite potential for a product high in by somebody
1: oh, yeah.
0: Somebody will potentially hand yeah. him a cheeseburger at if they were to win this game. So you're gonna be talking about the Chiefs winning the game and some what whoever's handling the media for the Super Bowl being ready to hand this man a cheeseburger and making sure the cameras are on him for in exchange for, for a lot of money. A lot of money. I kinda like this yeah. one. Yeah. I'm starting to like this yeah.
1: one. Yeah. Bro, if I'm five guys, Shake Shack, all that fucking Burger, whatever. If I'm any of those good burger, I'm setting all my people to storm the field and just throw burgers <laughs> in anybody's face. <laughs> I don't.
0: I don't know if you need to go that far. I think I think you can just pay someone and be like, hey, <laughs> like hand him this burger and tell him to take a bite, and you'll and we'll we'll pay him a lot of money for for the privilege. <laughs> um, in this case, yeah, I'm gonna I'm I, I, I'm gonna flag this one just because I, I think it's interesting how the line kind of moved in so quickly on this, um, and. I'm gonna I might I might throw a little bit on there just for just for fun. Um okay, let's talk about stuff that's actually related to the game now. We mentioned already that the line was set at Chiefs minus one and a half. They were heading in this game as the favorites. And the over under is set at fifty four and a half. What do you think of both of those? Both of those lines?
1: Uh oh, so the The over, I think there was like a point, like that whatever the over opened at the over under, like I think ninety some percentage pounded the over. Seems like there's a lot of action. I think this is gonna be a high scoring game. Um, I can see that. I mean, just look at the Texans game, right? Like I think Texans were leaving, leading like twenty something, twenty four to zero at a point, I believe, in the playoffs, and then the Chiefs came back twenty eight to twenty four at half. Mm -hmm. They literally scored like four touchdowns. I don't even know. I think within like a quarter and like some change. That so that just shows the Chiefs' offense, and then not as offense is as, as, as explosive. Um, so I, I love the over. I think it's going to be like a thirty to forty type game. Um, I, I can't see when of his offense is being slowed down. Now, one thing I would say if the if the Chiefs can stop the run, I mean they were able to stop the Henry a little bit. It'll make it challenging to see what Garoppolo can do. Um, I feel like it's a new pick to pick like Mahomes, like the sexy quarterback and the Chiefs. I just it's really hard to you know go against that, so I'm gonna go Chiefs. And I'm gonna go over.
0: Okay, if you're gonna take the over, can I interest you in another bet? Will both teams combine to score 76 or more points to break the Super Bowl record? Yes, is plus 375.
1: So you're talking like. One team gets to forty, and one team gets to almost forty, or like forty-five.
0: Forty to thirty-seven,
1: or forty-five to thirty. Is what you're. Yeah, I'm gonna pass. But what's what's the odds on that? What's the return on that?
0: Yeah, yes is plus
1: three seventy-five here. Yeah, it's not worth it for me. That's a little. I I hope. I hope it is. I hope I'm wrong, but I want to put my money there for that. If It was close to like plus five hundred, maybe. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, I, for the record, I, I do agree with you. I'm I'm going to be taking the Chiefs at minus one and a half, and probably the over at 54 and a half. The last. But
1: you sorry you wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised if the Niners won. No, I wouldn't be
0: surprised. I think it's. I think this was a great matchup. It could go either way. I just like you said, the last couple of weeks. I mean, we we saw the Texans go up big on big on the Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes does what Patrick Mahomes does. And then last week, for for a couple of minutes, it seemed like the Titans had life. And then they ran into the, the bus saw that is the Kansas City Chiefs, and I just think that I just think that when you have a quarterback that that talented, you can't you can't really bet against him here, no matter how good the or efficient the other team is. And I think that in this case, he's just he's this is going to be his coronation as the best quarterback and best player on the planet. And I think this I think it happens this Sunday.
1: Yeah, my
0: last my last prop bet is. The one that I've I bolded, I've circled, I, have, I will be putting money on this. Gatorade? Not the Gatorade. Oh. How many times will Alex Rodriguez be shown during the halftime show? The over-under oh, is yeah. set at 0. .5. Keep in mind that Jennifer Lopez is one of the halftime performers, and Alex Rodriguez is a broadcaster for the MLB on Fox. Who will be airing the game?
1: It's a hard one. It's a hard one. Because from... If I remember halftime shows correctly, the camera really doesn't steer away from the performers. So, wait. So, does this just include... Does it include the whole halftime show or just the performance? You get what I'm saying?
0: Uh, It seems like it's the whole halftime show. Uh,
1: Because I'm assuming A-Rod's going to be, like, in a box. I figure. I don't think he's gonna be on the ground or in this. I'm gonna say the under, man. I, I think they're gonna focus on the girls. Um, yeah, I don't know. Fuck A Rod.
0: I, I think if you do a, <laughs> I think if they do a cutaway shot of the crowd at any point, they will be sure to highlight you him. Zoom
1: in on him. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, because look, I we we, they Fox has done this in the past where they have they have used A Rod to draw Jennifer Lopez onto a broadcast just for the sake of publicity. It's not something that they were above doing in any way. She's, they've literally done broadcasts from Fenway Park, from Fenway Park, where he's broadcasting from the Green Monster, yeah. and she's sitting in the row behind him. It's Alex Rodriguez's birthday one week, and she's bringing him a cake. This is not something that Fox is going to shy away from in this case. I think that they, they know an opportunity where they have it. They can play up the celebrity of Alex Rodriguez in order, order to bring people over to their baseball broadcast. The over f- .5 is paying out at plus 150, that is a stone-cold lock to me that they show him at least Ooh. once during that halftime show.
1: It's a, it's a good consideration. He's going to be there for sure, so let's have the battle.
0: What are, okay, so what are, what are you doing for the game? Do you have plans yet?
1: Uh, I'm between a few. but I feel like an old head, but as, as I get older and just, older, I want just, like less and less me, people around me. me and
0: the missus is going to curl up on the couch and watch part I watch just the like, first half of the game.
1: <laughs> Every year, I'm like, yeah, I only want like four people, five people max, and then it ends up being like 15, and I can't hear anything, and like, I get super frustrated and I have people that don't even care about football, and I, I hate that. I'd rather watch it alone. Um, I don't know. For for me, I, what is your ideal amount of people? For me, it's like six, maybe eight, but six, six to eight for me is like, I think it's I, perfect I, Super Bowl Yeah,
0: I think that's perfect. Everyone brings at least one dish. You got some, yeah. you got some apps. You got you got enough things to mix up your dinner plate. I think that yeah, six to eight is is the right amount, with
1: the exception of
0: yeah, you got to be able to fill, fill up your squares board. Everyone's got to be able to pony up at least a little bit. I don't know if six to eight gets it. yeah,
1: no for sure. And and I I feel like I don't know, like it's so hard to like listen to the ads, like and I don't. I, do you agree with me that I feel like the ads have lost value the last couple of years? I don't think they're as big as a deal as they used to be. The, uh, the you can see it, You can see it, you The can price tags. The price
0: like, would would very much disagree. With that, really? that assessment,
1: yes. <laughs> uh,
0: that, that inventory goes quick.
1: Well, so from from their perspective, right, like, they, they I'm saying, like, I get exposure to it more on social media. That's probably why the price tags are, I don't know, this is good, I, I just, I don't know, it's so hard to capture, like, I'll, I'll be like, oh, what's what's the best ad, and I'll see something on, like, Budweiser, and I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't see that. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, well, this is good. Is, are, are there any prop on on uh, Kobe? I
0: was wondering. I, I I didn't see any on Bovada. I'm sure there's probably a few. I'm sure, yeah. There's gonna be something. I don't know. Maybe so this goes back to what we were saying before. I don't know what what the what the etiquette is here. Like, it's do you, do you put something like that in? In if you're one of these gambling sites, I know it's gonna draw a lot of action. But I mean, at at some point, I mean, you know that they're gonna be doing something. It's it's gonna be some yeah. sort of some sort of thing that 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 J Lo J Lo or Shakira are gonna do at halftime or. They'll do something during the broadcast, or they'll mention it somehow. Or
1: <laughs> sorry, I, I was searching Boveda, and I was trying to Super Bowl prop ends. So I, I got into the next NFL draft. I don't know how. And then the first question goes: Will any first round pick end up in the water of the Palacio Fountains on draft day? Oh my god! All right, let's <laughs> that is let's re- l- and, let- then- <laughs> and hold on. Before you go, uh- another question. Will Roger Goodell end up in the water of Bellagio Fountain?
0: Oh my God! Okay, I think it's a good. That's a good place to stop. So, like, let's. Uh, what do you What do you think? So, anyone? Who, I mean, yeah, they're they're literally going to be on boats on the blagio Fountain. I'm going to say at least one one player
1: jumps in. So it's the first round pick, right? Like you got 30, 32-ish players. One 30, of them's got to jump in. Right? Thirty-two,
0: I think for sure one of them jumps in.
1: One of them's gonna wear a swimsuit under their suit and just jump in. Yeah. So, so the yes, or, is like a ter-
0: or like a, te- a tear, or like a a tearaway suit. Oh, someone's definitely doing this. It's a yeah. thousand percent happening. They're gonna have the Velcro on the sides, and then they're gonna be ready. They're gonna, they're gonna like have a T-Max suit on, and then there's gonna they gonna tear it away and dive into the <laughs> dive into the fountain. It's gonna happen.
1: I hope it's not Chase Young. I, I hope it's a uh, um, Burrow. I see Burrow doing it. So yes, yes is plus two ten for that, and then for Roger Goodell, it's plus a thousand. Only it's only yeah, a that's thousand. A, that's you're literally yeah. asking for. <laughs> that's kind
0: of low, right? Like someone's like drunk uncle, like picking him up off stage and, and throwing him in. He's not doing it
1: voluntarily. <laughs> okay, this is a disclaimer. Must be in water and not touching the stage or boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I figure that's case.
0: okay. Yeah, no, it's it would definitely take it would definitely take someone someone's drunk family member throwing him into the
1: pool but that's pretty bold right? Like you so you just get a first round draft pick and you might sacrifice everything by jumping in the water like I don't know if the team will be like oh that was great like I really like, they would be like are you fucking kidding me who do we just draft
0: I mean if you're if you're that happy in that moment I, people do some wild stuff man and you're in Vegas there's gonna be there's gonna be pre-parties there's gonna be there's gonna be drinking at the table there's gonna be a lot of adrenaline going these, I these guys are all characters I mean there's there's not like a, I, I I don't know the college class enough to, to kinda of point out the prime candidates for this. I I I do hope it's not Chase Young. Um, but it's gonna be I I think I think at least there's gotta be at least one of thirty two in there. Unless they unless they really tell them ahead of time, like, hey, if you do this, something something's gonna happen to you. I don't know. Like Goodell's gonna make up a a drug charge or something. I don't know. What do he, you do? It's just something like that. It's I think I think that I think that's a pretty good pretty good bet at plus two ten you said. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think I might I think I might do it if I'm uh, if it gets close enough to the draft. And I feel like watching it and, and having a little bit having a little bit of fun.
1: So r- real quick before you're done with your props, right? Oh, yeah, I'm all I'm all done with the props that I had. Yeah, I want to ask you a few. So, who's your dark horse MVP for both teams? So not oh. not the quarterbacks, probably not the tight ends.
0: Oh, probably not dark the, probably not the tight ends. Oh, I actually wrote. Yeah, I actually wrote down both quarterbacks and both tight ends as as like the the. Yeah, no, I'm talking like dark horse. Let's uh, okay, let me let me dive into this. Who, who's you, who's yours while I, while I scroll down to this list?
1: So for San Francisco, I, I can see a world where Sherman or Bosa gets it. I I I, I know defensive MVPs are really tough, but it, a game would have to be a certain way where it's a low scoring game. And Sherman would need at least two picks, probably one pick six. And then if Bosa just has, like, an insane six-sack, four-sack, force fumble game, and the offense plays like shit, I can see a case for those two. And then on KC's side, um, yeah, I don't know if this is a dark horse, but I can see Tyreek Hill, I mean, he bursts a few plays into coverage. But the problem with that is that if he does that, usually Mahomes is going to win it. So Tyreek would only be able to do it if it's like stretch plays or like run reverse plays and then I don't know. I was thinking about Tyron Matthew as well, but that, that one's a little of a stretch. I mean, he has to do a lot to get there. Yeah.
0: I mean so I mean I, I like like you said, I mean, with the wide receivers, if with Tyree Kill at plus fifteen hundred, the if you're gonna go with him, I would almost rather take McCole Hardman instead at plus six thousand. Because yeah. you're probably at you're probably gonna be looking for some sort of performance where one of these speedsters takes a couple of reverses for a touchdown, at least once or twice, catches a long touchdown, and is just generally wreaking havoc on, on the defense. No pun intended. But in this case, if you're going to be betting on a wide receiver to win the MVP, I would almost rather go with Hardman in this case. I really like George Kittle. If you think that if you think the Niners are going to win, because he's definitely going to be out there, he's going to be he's going to become a personality over the course of this week. Him and Kelsey going back and forth is going to be hilarious at some point. And I think that if you're talking about the Niners winning and you're going to talk about not a quarterback taking MVP, I think it's I think it's got to be Kittle in this in this case. He's gonna if he if he gets out there and does at least one big play, which he's definitely capable of doing, and catches maybe another touchdown later, I think that it's it, you could you could make the case
1: that, that he was the game breaker in this game. Yeah, no, it's definitely a good consideration. And then last one, uh, Demi Lovato over or under on the National Anthem.
0: I'm not that familiar with Demi Lovato's music. Is she like? Does she sing? I don't.
1: Know, I, I I thought you I thought you would know because I have no idea. Oh, you're 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 the music guy here.
0: I I, I uh, honestly yeah. couldn't tell you without looking at one of her songs. I'm sure I'm sure I've heard many of them. It's just in this case. Um, okay, let me. Actually, this actually brings me a quick story about that in Minneapolis. I, I'm I'm only saying this because I'm looking at it right now. I ended up winning this uh, this thing at work for having the most hipster taste in music. Which, oh, wow. if you were looking at the odds going into this ceremony on Bavada, I would I would be down there with the uh, let's see, I would be down there with the Terrell Suggs of the world at plus thirty thousand for who would win most hipster taste in music. If you were to look at if you were to look at the people I work with and, <laughs> and try to and try to set odds for for who would win that award.
1: Oh wow. So,
0: my 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 She's music bad. case apparently a little bit too hipster to know about Demi Lovato's Lovato's jams and how fast she might may or may not sing the national anthem. I did see the prop bet about whether or not the, the microphone will be on a will be on a stand or not. Um, the winner being the winner getting you my yes being one minus 160 and no being plus 120. I kind of like the no here. I mm. I could see her just being out there if it's if it's Outdoors, it's in Miami. I could see her I could see her doing the the national anthem without the microphone stand. I don't
1: know. Yeah, I would show on that. Yeah, I like that bet. I don't know anything about her, but I like that bet. Yeah.
0: So I think I think this is a good way good place to stop. Nick, it's been it was eight months. We got back here. We did it. It was under bad circumstances, but you know, going forward, we're gonna be doing this more regularly. We'll have more we'll have better weeks, we'll have more optimistic weeks, we'll have Better, happier things to talk about. Um, do you uh, anything you want to say about yeah, Kobe before I, we got here? or anything else?
1: Um, yeah, so one thing, it's not Kobe related I' got to said enough on Kobe. Um, I'm interested to see what you think we'll keep this short is why I go on for a whole podcast on this. Are the Reds is going to draft Chase Young? Are you buying into we should sell the second pick and get a bunch of first round picks?
0: No, I think that you take the stud defensive player we have a chance to at least solidify one side of the ball under a head coach who actually knows what he's doing and under a defensive coordinator who's one of the best out there probably in Jack Del Rio. I think if you can get them chase young, you have that, you have that, that, that cornerstone on defense that like the look at, just look at the Super Bowl and what the Niners are doing with Nick Bosa, ask if they would give anything up for him. And I'm sure they would probably tell you, no, and, I think that we can we have a chance to get that guy, put him with a bunch of talented young players that we already have on the side of the ball, and be set there, and then we can focus on getting Haskins what he needs to succeed or any other quarterback going forward. I don't think you saw the pick.
1: Yeah, amen. Completely agree.
0: All right. Well, thanks for listening. You can download this podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at NickNackPod. Promise that Nick will slow down with the Kobe memes. Um, and, and with that, knickknack out.
1: I guess good night, DC and Minnesota and
0: MSP. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Knickknack podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google
1: Play Music.